Hi friends, it's Haley and Lynn, and you are listening to This We Know Podcast. To get stronger, the gym is a pretty good place to be. But where do we go to strengthen our hearts? How can we stay spiritually in shape to experience joy in every season? This is a space for us to grow our faith muscles together. With a little bit of practice and a whole lot of grace, we'll train our hearts to trust. Together, we'll lift our eyes from our ever-changing circumstances back to God, renewing our minds in His faithful promises. So let's jump in so we can confidently step back into this day with a fresh mind and full heart, knowing we've got a king in our corner. God is making a way. He is faithful in every season. This we know. Thank you for joining us for part two of How Jesus Changes Everything. Yes, Lynn. Let's jump right in. So after I felt Jesus move in my heart, I just knew I felt something real and I just wanted more and more of it. Gosh, I want to learn all about him. And why do I feel this way? Why do I feel so at peace when nothing else has changed in my life? And so just like you, I wanted to learn more about him. Like, who is Jesus? Why did he come to this earth? So I joined a small group too and had that community. And as I studied his life, I think I was particularly in awe of his gentleness, how patient he was with people, selfless and humble. I mean, he he lived a perfect life. And something that he's really been teaching me, and he hasn't stopped teaching me this since SMU, is just the fact that Jesus is a healer. Sometimes it takes time for us to heal. But I try to always remember we don't have to rely on time to heal everything, that we can come to Jesus first, take all of our hurt, all of our brokenness, and he listens with compassion when we pray to him. And what really stuck out to me in the Bible recently is how when all these people came to him, I noticed something that Jesus did quite often. If they believed with all of their hearts, like Jesus if it's in your will, could you please heal me? Could you please do this? Whatever it was. Matthew says, Jesus marveled at their faith and said, your faith has made you well. And so I always think when I'm praying to Jesus, I try to remember who I'm actually praying to. I am praying to the one who created me, who created you, who created this world. He has so much power. And so when we pray to him, we can know that he is faithful and he is good. And maybe maybe he will not answer it immediately, but he hears every single prayer. And so I just try to think, okay, let me pray whatever I'm praying in faith, knowing who he is. So I say, Lord, if this is in your will, will you please take this cup from me? Will you please heal me? And I just feel instant peace knowing that he's heard that prayer and he is going to be with me. Maybe my circumstances won't change, but I know He moves in my heart. And so my life looked so different once I started following Jesus. I just felt like I had purpose. I had a whole new identity. I started looking into Ephesians. I love Ephesians because it tells us so much about who we are as a child of God. We are chosen, adopted, qualified, valued. We are called 
I mean, all of these things, I started reading it and highlighting it and it just started awakening my heart to who Jesus says I am. And I just felt like my old self was truly made new as scripture says. Yes, Hale, that's so good. As you're talking and sharing about Ephesians, I know some of you might be thinking, okay, either I, I have a Bible, but I'm not quite sure where to turn, or I don't have a Bible, but maybe I'd be interested in purchasing one. And we would encourage you to do that. There are so many great versions out there, but as you're looking for places to start in the Bible, the four gospels are four accounts of Jesus's life written by men who were witnesses to his life. And so those would be great places to start just to learn about Jesus and his life. And as Haley was sharing about Ephesians, another book that I really love is Colossians. And I think a verse that I discovered learning about Jesus for the first time is Colossians 3, 9. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and now you're putting on your new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of Jesus. And I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but I just remember that really sticking with me. Like once you start to come into a relationship with the Lord, it doesn't mean that you don't still have those desires of the flesh. Our sinful nature still very much exists in us. We still very much have to make an intentional decision every day to discern, okay, is this something my flesh desires or is this something that the Lord is wanting me to do? But I love that in this verse, it talks about how daily we have to make the decision to take off our old self and really live in and delight in who Jesus is transforming us into. Yes. And it's really, really, really encouraging that every day is new. His mercies are new every morning and that there is grace. We come to Jesus. When people came to Jesus, very broken, hurting people, he just embraced them with open arms. There wasn't judgment. There was just love. And I know that we need way more of that in this world today. That's so good, Hale. And I think one thing that has really been sticking out to me when you read the Bible, like you can read it last year and glean something completely different from what you might learn this year when you read it, just depending on your current life circumstances. And for me right now, I'm, I'm in this very beautiful but very chaotic season of having two under two. So our days are a little bit everywhere. And my husband and I are constantly having to pour into our girls and around the clock, we are awake and feeding them and making sure that they're taken care of. And anyone else out there who can resonate with being in a very, very busy season, whether at work or as a parent, knows that it can suck the life out of you and you grow weary and you grow tired. And what I've learned about Jesus's character here, even in the last week, is I've been reading through the book of Matthew, which is about Jesus' life. And in Matthew 14 and in Matthew 15, it talks about Jesus feeding the 5,000 and then Jesus turning around and performing a very similar miracle, feeding the 4,000. And basically in that story, I resonate so deeply with Jesus because he is tired. Can you imagine like just going around healing people every day, giving sermons every day? Like at some point, you just need some time for yourself to decompress and rest and pray and just be able to rejuvenate. Yet when he would get into the boat with his disciples to take some time to rest, they would pull up to another shore and there would be thousands of people waiting for him, even at night. And 
in my mind, I would be upset and frustrated. Like, gosh, don't these people know I just need a break? Like, I just need some time for myself. And, and his disciples, I think, were even frustrated. Like, gosh, I wish these people could just leave us alone or like give us some time to rest. But Jesus would look at the people on the shore waiting to hear from him, and he had compassion on them. And not only did he have compassion on them, but he wanted to feed them spiritually and physically. And so that's when he performed these miracles of taking fish and loaves of bread. And he had compassion on them. And I think in this season I'm currently in, that just encourages my heart so much that Mm -hmm. to keep going, like Jesus kept going and his spirit lives in me. And so that gives me the strength and courage to know that I can keep going too. Yes, Lynn, his compassion is so beautiful. There have just been so many times where I'm focused on a project and I am interrupted. Maybe I get a phone call or my husband comes into the room and I admittedly in the moment want to just continue what I'm doing rather than stopping and, you know, opening my heart. And so recently God put that on my heart too, just how Jesus viewed interruptions as opportunities to love other people. I love that. What if every time we're interrupted or we need to pause, what if we could just take a second to look to Jesus and think, what if I can just give a little bit of time? And you know when you hang out with someone, I don't know if you guys do this, but you know when you hang out with someone for a while and you start talking like they do or maybe start laughing like they do? Yes. Do you ever do that? I yes. feel like sometimes now I'm I'm adopting some of your mannerisms, which I'm thankful for because I would love to be more like oh, you. No, no. But I just, I think it's really cool that the more we get to know Jesus and look at who he is in scripture, we can start becoming more like him. We can start viewing people through his eyes. I mean, flocks of people followed him around everywhere because of his heart, not because he was the, the best looking dude ever or because he was super hilarious, or I'm trying to think of other examples, but they followed him because of his kindness and because of these miracles. So church aside, any preconceived notions, just thinking of Jesus as this man that lived, he hung out with brokenhearted, the disabled, tax collectors in the time, which nobody liked back then. (laughs) If you think about it, Jesus lived in a Middle Eastern culture. And so a lot of the ways he loved and lived were totally against the norm. I mean, even talking to women and sitting with them the way that he did was groundbreaking. And knowing how truly patient and loving Jesus is has always helped me feel more comfortable as I pray to him and get to know him. And you know when you meet someone and you're trying to know who they are and get to know them better and you get to the point where you can start joking with them and then you discover, oh my gosh, they're so goofy. They're so weird in the best way possible. Quick side note, Haley has like this magical gift of bringing out the goofy in people. I feel like people who would never put their goofiness on display except for like with their their close, close people, Haley somehow brings it out. (laughs) First of all, I love when I discover those silly sides of people, but it wasn't until this past year, all these years later, where my relationship with Jesus has grown to the point where in my prayers, I've now started joking with him. He knows my heart. He knows your heart. So if you don't know Jesus, I just want you to know that he created you exactly how you are and you can just be your total self. If you're like, I don't know how to pray. We didn't either. We just 
showed up and we just like, we've heard really good things (laughs) and we want to know you too. And that may be your prayer today. Yes, Hale. And do you feel like there's any part of you in hiding that you feel like counts you out? If there's any part of you, like any sin struggle you have or anything that is like very secret in your personal life that you don't want to bring before the Lord, um, or maybe you're afraid of what life would look like without that thing that you so desire. I'm here to say, like, he knows everything. He is sovereign. He knows what you might be struggling with, and he so desires to relieve you of that so that you can find true, true joy in him. And I know for me, like I definitely had different struggles and I, and I was afraid to like actually expose those or bring those into the light. But what's so funny about that is God already knew and he loves us despite whatever we might be caught up in. So please don't let that be a reason that you might not choose to have a relationship with the Lord, but rather if you can just have the courage to bring those before him, he is so yearning to have a relationship with all of who you are, not just the good parts of who you are, but he, he so desires to just to love you wholeheartedly, but you have to be willing to go all in with him as well. Like sitting here smiling the whole time, my cheeks are hurting. (sighs) Being your complete self and knowing that you're accepted and loved is honestly everything. It's such a safe place to run to. And I come from a family that is just filled with jokesters, filled with knuckleheads. Hi, fam. I'm obsessed with you. (laughs) We get together and there's just nonstop laughter and everyone is so goofy, so silly, and it's just the best. And so I started looking. I'm like, all right, God made so many hilarious, goofy people that I adore. So Jesus being fully human I just started thinking about his personality. And so I heard someone say, they cannot wait to hear Jesus's laughter someday. And I thought, how have I not thought that before? I just loved that. And so I wanted to know more about Jesus and his laughter. So I started flipping through the Bible and there's actually so much in the Bible about laughter. When Jesus gives us the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes, he says, blessed are you who weep now for you shall laugh. Do you say blessed? <laughs> I, I think blessed. <laughs> blessed slash blessed are you who weep now for you shall laugh. He's saying you may be really, really hurting right now, but I promise you are going to laugh soon. And maybe you needed to hear that today. I know I needed to hear that recently. And then I got to thinking, oh, I got to do some research. Oh boy. <laughs> we know what that means. Uh, have you come up with my research name yet? <laughs> I have. It's short and sweet, but I feel like it's very fitting. And I think that the wonderful research you bring to us, I I think that your name should be Hill Facts (laughs) because they're facts from Haley, Hill Facts. I know it's not um, like a very beautiful professional name. I was thinking of something a little bit more sophisticated and like sexy. (laughs) Hill Facts? Hill Facts. Is it like Carfax? <laughs> Pretty all right, much. All right. Um, you guys, please let us know what you think. Is Halifax my research? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So as I was doing research about laughter, before I even got to all the brain stuff, which you know by now that I truly love, 
But I saw that the mechanism of laughter is so ingrained in our brains that babies as young as 17 days old have been observed doing it. And then I learned that children born blind and deaf still have the ability to laugh. And God created us that way. It's such a beautiful way to bond with people. And without going too deep into my health facts, apparently, still still taking new, very sophisticated name submissions via DM at This We Know Faith. Let us know what you think. But one other thing that I'll share about laughter, I found that your intake of oxygen-rich air stimulates your heart, your lungs, and muscles and increases the endorphins that are released by your brain. And that's so cool. Gosh, Hale, it really is. Thinking about how he so intentionally and lovingly created us always makes me smile. And it's so encouraging to think Jesus lived a fully human life. Jesus laughed, he cried, and knows all the emotions that we do. And so if you're listening today and you're wondering, why did Jesus come? What was the point of his life? What was his ministry all about? We definitely want to just touch on that just to kind of make sense of this love story that that he has with us. So God created the world. God created you and me. And before the beginning of time, he knew that he was going to send his son, his one and only son, Jesus, to the earth as a human, to live this perfect life, to put on display what perfect, humble love looks like, and to save us from our sins. Because we inherently, like we are born as sinners, and we are deserving of a life without a relationship with the Lord and without the opportunity to spend life after death, eternity with the Lord. And so he sent his son to rescue us from our sin if we're willing to put our faith in him. Jesus' whole life knew his life would end by dying on a cross for us to save us from our sin and to allow us an opportunity to spend the rest of our lives in a loving relationship with him and so that we can grow in righteousness. And so Jesus tells us in scripture that if we are willing to put our faith in him and ask him to be the throne of our hearts and ask him to save us from our sins and to fill the void in our hearts. And we will get to have an eternal relationship with him, not only here on earth, but even more importantly in heaven, we get to spend eternity with him, praising him for all that he is doing for us. Yes, Lynn. When I think of Jesus, I think of so many different things that he is. I think of a heavenly father that we can turn to when we're just weary. We can just rest in his arms. I think of a friend who's just always willing to listen and just love us how we are anyway. And I think of a savior, someone who came to this world to heal us, to show us how to do this crazy life, to show us how to live and to be there for us always. And through Jesus, we have forgiveness. So today, as you're listening, some of you have been so full of love for Jesus. You've just been so filled with the Spirit and moved, and you're desperately trying to get to know Him more and more each day so that you can become more like Him each day so that you can love like Him and view other people through His eyes. But Others today, you may not have 
truly started following Jesus yet. I just want to tell you that's okay. There's always an invitation. You know, when I was 18, 19, forget how old I was, there was a gap in my heart and I tried to fill it with everything. And I realized that there is a gap in all of our hearts that only God can fill. And friends, we know what it's like to try to do life alone, to muster through and rely on ourselves or others. And looking back, my life was built on my own strength. My life was built on expectations of other people and things that were just so fleeting, things that ended up breaking or disappearing. I know that sounds so sad, but God has stayed firm. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't leave us. He's always there. So there's a song which we'll share. I think it's called Firm Foundation by Maverick City Music. And it says, rain came, wind blew, but my house was built on you. If there's a person listening today who feels that gap in their hearts, who just desperately wants to know Jesus, wants to start following him, wants to know more about his heart and why his life matters, if that's you, if you're ready to accept him into your life, we would love to pray for you. God, we are so thankful for your love, for your son, for sending him to this broken earth to show us how to live, how to love. And God, for the person listening today who is weary, who desires you, Father, give them the courage to say in this moment, Jesus, I trust that you are who you say you are. I know that you lived a perfect life and that you died on the cross for me and rose again so that we can be free from death, free from our sins, and we have the hope of heaven and eternity with you. We ask that you just fill each heart listening with your love and just move them today. Free them from their pain, fill their hearts, and help them to know as they step back into this day that they are new. They are chosen. They are qualified and so, so loved. We pray all these things in your mighty name. Amen. so glad you joined us for this episode. If you thought of a friend who might be encouraged by this topic, please feel free to share this message with them. Our hope is to share God's love and truth with as many women as possible. And you can help us play a big part in that mission by leaving a written review on Apple podcast. Also, if you have questions or in need of prayer or want to learn more about our story, head to thisweknowfaith.com and connect with us on social media. Remember, friend, as you step back into this day, God is with you in every season. This we know. Mm-hmm.